0: Welcome back to the Swanky Disc Golf Show. We have a lot to talk about, a lot going on in the disc golf world, so buckle your seatbelts, especially if you're driving a car right now, please, and (laughs) let's get this show on the road. Um, First off, we're going to go ahead and just jump right into Ledgestone happening this past weekend. Absolutely wild tournament. Uh, In case you didn't see it, we're going to spoil it for you right now. Cole Riddallin came out on top down the stretch um what did you guys think about it we got josiah and reed i am luke your host i forgot to say that i'm hoping you know by now (laughs) but if this is your first episode here we are cole Rodallin. uh reed did you get the chance to watch his final final round there
1: i wasn't watching it live i'm gonna be honest i did (laughs) I uh, yeah I know huge buzzkill actually huge buzzkill <laughs> I did see the highlights from it and uh, I was watch I was keeping up with it live on UDisc, and holy cow like I it was so impressive to me to see him go into a final round with a lead and then just absolutely smash the field in the following round it's some Paul Macbeth level crap it's like unbelievable from someone so young to put the pedal to the metal like that in the final round like we've seen seasoned pros collapse in the final round like i'm not going to name any names but (laughs) one of his competitors on the day kind of known for it lately and like yeah just just unbelievable clutch out of the kid for his first win
2: uh so big ups to him yeah, I didn't I missed the memo that the final round started earlier. Um and so I literally turned on Disc Golf Network uh to start watching and they were on hole 18. And I was like, "Wait. Is <laughs> <it's> over?" <laughs> um so yeah, so but I did watch a lot of uh Northwoods uh rounds. And so it was it was fun to see. I watched a lot of the end of the second round when he was when he set the well, I guess tied the course record in Northwoods Black. Um, And that was really cool to see um, because it's so fun. I honestly think that I enjoy watching Northwoods Black because I think towards the middle or the end of the third round, uh, there was a period where they showed the top 10 and half of them had under par scores and half of them had over par scores. And it's not normal that you can see a top 10 player play a round where he plays over par and still is in the top 10. Um, but Cole Rodon was just showing everybody up in Northwoods Black, that's for sure, and that that was super cool to see.
0: Yeah, absolutely unreal. Uh, shout out to the Georgia boy, Ezra Robinson, hanging in there on the lead card and finishing fourth place. Uh, did super well. We also had two aces on the final round. Uh, was Andrew yeah. Marweeds on cover? Yeah, it must have been. Um, yeah, boy, yeah, that's so crazy. Andrews was shown first, actually. Andrew Marweed aced hole 7, and Calvin Heinberg aced a 425-foot hole 10. Absolutely unreal. If you guys have not watched uh, this final round, definitely worth the watch. Go check out Joe Mez. Super, super exciting tournament. Dude, those shots were like
1: back-to-back, too. They were like, in in real time, they were like back-to-back.
0: That's crazy. Because Marweed
1: was on lead card. And he hit his ace on hole seven. And mm-hmm. then almost almost like, I don't know, like a couple of minutes well, later, right?
2: It was while Ricky was putting on that same hole.
1: Yeah, literally just like... Yeah, so like another guy in the hole. card
2: putting. Yeah.
1: So crazy. Yeah, and I know insane. that this has been said before, but Calvin's reaction... I've never yes. seen Calvin that anim- Actually, <laughs> I take that back. I've seen Calvin that animated one other time, and you'll remember his face during the holy shot from James Conrad. <laughs> Do you remember Calvin's yes, shocked yes. face? No. Okay, that's. The, you need so. to go look at that, Josiah, because it's hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. But um, that's the last time I saw Calvin
0: that animated. Yeah, we don't see emotion out of him famously. Uh, we also
1: just don't see aces yeah. in meaningful moments you know yeah, yeah. like nobody aces while they're trying to chase down the leader it was that was electric. true oh it was so cool
0: yeah absolutely insane really fun um top of the leaderboard here too also if you guys uh didn't watch some of the chase card action or anything like that i'm sure there were there are some other coverages out there but simon lazotte ringing up sixth place casey white in seventh place crazy Chris Dickerson making appearance, Kevin Jones back on the leaderboard, Isaac Robinson in 15th, and Paul Ulibarri finishing in 15th place. Uh, And these are huge points for people. Uh, I'm curious to see the Pro Tour standings. I might um, look that up because there could have been some serious movement here.
1: I know Isaac Robinson uh, passed Gannon Burr for second place. I did place see that. By, like, .2.
0: He passed it's him by p- point .2, and he posted a picture that said, good luck catching me now, Gannon." <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's amazing. A rivalry is brewing. I'm trying the, to uh, see if the there's any, camp. like,
0: really notable changes. Um, Ricky up
1: three points to sixth. I mean... Cole Rodolin up seven places to 11th. That's a big shakeup, obviously.
0: Paul McBeth slowly dropping, but I think he's still safe at 18th, especially if he hops in a couple more. Um, Brody Smith is still in 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 that bubble. Yeah, Brody Smith and Nico Lacastro are on the clock. They are (laughs) really needing to get some solid placements to secure –
1: were you guys watching the tournament like around round two? When I think it was round two, when Brody's name was firmly in the mix early in round two. No, because he was lead. That. He I, was leading the tournament at one point early in round two, and then took a nine on the infamous hole twelve, and that completely derailed his tournament.
0: That's insane! I, oh wait, no, I tragic. did, I did, I did. We were. I was. Fo- I wasn't watching, but I was following it when. Because I'm pretty sure we were playing Fortnite with Robbie C. And I was like, oh, man. It literally says that Brody just had, like, on throw four just now hit the fairway or something like that. (laughs) And I was like, oh, oh, no. So I do remember that happening. Um, Yeah, that's devastating. Uh, Emerson Keith also jumped four spots up to 25th place with his finish there. Um, Chris Clemens jumped three spots, and I think – I mean, jumping three spots for him put him in the Pro Tour s- Championship spot, 31st place out of 32. Yeah. So Robert Burridge on the cuff, still like twenty point thirty points ahead of Nico and Brody. There's some – there. yes, and Paul Ulibarri jumped eight spots with that one finish. Um, he's still a ways to go. But, I mean, you get a couple finishes like that, and you're all of a sudden – all of a sudden Paul ulberry's in the conversation <laughs> dude
1: Yuli and dude right below him Andrew Marweed Andrew up 15 Marweed. spots to 38th all of a sudden That's he's exactly. he's cooking he's cooking a little yeah. bit yeah
0: that shows you it so. is it's not just like show up and play anymore I kind of like the elite series plus events because they matter they matter I don't know <laughs> I
2: definitely do so
0: yeah, huge. We also we talked a little bit about Cole Radallin. Well, we've talked quite a bit about Cole Radallin at this point. I can't remember which podcast we definitely did a send it or end it. And I don't remember exact. I'm pretty sure that I said he was going to win an event or at least that he was going to place well again. I can't remember the exact thing. I know that me and Reed did a recap of the first half of the 2023 season and we said second half of the season. The player to watch for is Cole Radolin, and Reed yeah, even said did, like baby. he has a very good chance at taking down a win in the second half of the season. So that aged very well. <laughs> Call me <laughs> Discount Hunter Thomas, baby. <laughs>
2: yes,
0: yeah. Huge <laughs> shout out. Quite almost. Uh, yeah. yeah. The next next thing we got going on is Idle Wild.
2: I do I do Wait. real quick before you get into that. Okay. Um, I just want to remind everybody that Reed still cannot win the game. (laughs) Dang it. That's literally what I was
1: just about to bring up. And it wasn't even
2: close. It wasn't even close. I smoked you because my MPO dog of the week was Chris Clemens, who came in 11th place. Good pick. And Reed's MPO dog of the week was Gavin Babcock, who didn't make the cut into final round. And came in seventy-second place. <laughs> listen, okay. Listen, this is this is the beginning
1: of a glorified apology podcast for Reed. Okay, and the first one is I apologize to the to, to our fans for failing you yet again in the predictions and the pickums. I'll be back. Okay, this is this story's not over <laughs> yeah. for me yet. Um, my second apology before we leave Ledgestone goes out to Chris Dickerson <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, because I have. I have been kind of ruthless to him lately on the on the pod, but <laughs> on multiple dude showed occasions, up and I played.
0: Think the words were, "Does he even play disc golf anymore?" <laughs> okay, I get it. I'm sitting here apologizing.
1: Okay, I get it. Uh, yeah, he played really good golf this weekend, and I'm hoping that that means he's like kind of back. If he's back and playing like this, like gonna be pushing lead cards and stuff. Uh, watch out for him at Worlds because GMC. Uh, he's really good at those courses. So,
0: absolutely, watch out for him at Idlewild next week. <laughs> Facts.
1: Tr- smooth transition, Luke. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: Idlewild looks like all of the usual sp- suspects were, of course, hoping for, you know, a dub from Isaac Robinson again. That would be cool. <laughs> Great back Woods player. Back. Isn't it? Isn't it? Who is it? James Conrad that randomly plays super well at Idlewild like every year. Is that who I'm thinking of? Is that correct?
2: I don't know. You, for some, reason I, like, right? for some I reason, I feel like for some reason, I feel I remember like remember
0: Gary up there too. Yeah. There was somebody last year who they were like, and I'm pretty sure it was James Conrad. I have to look it up. <laughs> they were like, James Conrad has come in second the past like four years or something like that. And won one, um, I want to say
1: Chris Clemens is good
2: there. Did
0: I want to. Yes, I know did. Eagle is normally good there.
1: Um,
2: uh, Chris Clemens came in fourth last year. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Um, and Dickerson came in second. So. I remember he's, Dickerson, he's
1: playing and well. I remember Joel Freeman in the mix too last year. I think. Am I right
2: about that, Josiah? Uh, I'm not seeing him anywhere. I'm top. 20 so far oh, well, th- um yeah crazy. alden it- alden played really well kyle played really well yes, gannon fine. and Macbeth uh are up there um ham is oh conrad came in ninth yeah there you go there's conrad so um and it looks like he had a pretty bad last round mm. um like five strokes off most other people which would have put him around third place. Um, I forgot how badly Isaac beat everybody last year. It was power. absolutely
0: wild.
1: I had a wild. <laughs> but, like. but it wasn't. It wasn't that crazy, right? I mean, it was close coming down the stretch. It was seventeen. Uh, was remember uh, the putt on
0: seventeen that Isaac landed? Yes, ran no, it? It was like a thirty-eight
1: footer over yeah. the island, and he cans it. It was super clutch. Like he had to. Chris make
0: Dickerson it. was chasing him down. He did not have yeah. to make it. But if he wanted to be oh. any sort of comfortable, <laughs> he wanted to be right. yeah. Like, yeah, all yeah, of the yeah. announcers are saying, like, he'll probably lay up to the green here. He'll have a one or two stroke, maybe a one-stroke lead um, yeah. going yep, out that of that. Passes. And he it's just runs deep. it. Yeah. Like, if he misses, it's literally OB in the water and tie ball game. <laughs>
1: yeah, Dude, just slide That's the sunlight, the shades on his face after that one. That is <laughs> a gangster <laughs> move. Holy yes. cow. That gives me <laughs> Absolutely you
0: crazy. Uh, Something sort of notable about Idlewild is I'm not seeing either of our reigning world champions attending Idlewild. Um, so that's kind of a bummer. It's a little sad to see. We know Macbeth has McBaby coming, so that probably plays mm-hmm. into that. And he's kind of – Also his Kind his of a in for the – yes, his injury. I do remember him – Saying something was hurting. What was it again? <laughs> is it is shoulder. Uh, he hurt his shoulder or his yeah, elbow? Shoulder. One of the two. One but, of the That's what kept him this out out golf too. injury. Yeah. But yeah, uh, for him. But I think he's out for a few weeks. Yeah. After winning an elite series in Europe, eh, it's safe for him to take a break and come back. And he's already doing solid on Pro Tour points. It'll be fine. Um, It'll be fine. He only cares about worlds, anyways. The FPO side of That's things true. is going to be potentially super exciting. It's anyone's game <laughs> for once. <laughs> That's what we said and last week. Yeah, I yeah I wasn't on the pod last week, but I'm saying it this True. week. Who the yeah, heck I knows? knows? I believe <laughs> we who called it the win. Wild
1: Wild West last week <laughs> because we had apps. We were like, now <laughs> anyone it's could win this well, tournament. Now
0: literal wild, wild, idle wild, w- wild. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But I'm. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess we can run with some prediction game and see if Reed can finally win. Yeah, it's see, not at this point, really I, doubtful. I I, I enjoy doing this just for <laughs> the bragging rights. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess you guys didn't have a prize last week. No, no we didn't. We We did, we did it, it we did
2: purely it. to see if Reed could pull
1: out a win. And I couldn't. And- <laughs> Spoiler alert, I couldn't. Dude, uh, I'm like gosh. I'm like a walking bad take on this podcast, actually. <laughs> like last week I also was on a, I was on a diss track of Northwoods Black because they didn't have DGN coverage and like That's 24, true. 24 hours after I, I went on that rant. DGN comes out, and they're like, we figured
2: out how to boost the signal. We're hitting
1: <laughs> all 18 holes this year. And I was like, dude, no way. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it was okay. pretty funny. So, yeah, anyway, let's see if I can turn the tables on you guys.
0: All right, we'll just say winner of last week goes first, and the first pick is no longer <laughs> –
2: yeah it doesn't no matter she <laughs> okay that's really funny because last week Reed was like all right uh, Josiah you can go first and I was like nobody really cares all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. that you know Kristen is not a pick um, I shoot hang on it's I don't want to not pick him but I'm also going to not pick him I'm gonna go Gannon Burt as my MPO, that's MPO winner. winner
0: that's nice. a good good pick all right. You got it, Reed. I Wait, need to we see snaking? rock, paper,
2: scissors for who <laughs> goes next.
1: I also only lose rock, paper, scissors, so there you go. <laughs> Apparently. I'm 0 oh f- oh for I 2 just, to Luke I since we started doing I just wanted to see those. the rock,
2: paper, scissors audio version, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I was about to give you an example, and I'm not going to. Okay. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, Luke, are we doing a snake draft or just... Uh, around. Uh, let's just go so around.
0: I feel like that's that's easier. We don't have too much going okay. on. Okay. <laughs> All
2: right, Reid, you're up.
1: I think there's a lot of good picks here. Um, I'm going to take Missy Gannon to win FPO.
0: Nice. Interesting. i just. <laughs> that's a <laughs> that's a good pick. I think I think we'll find I out. Think she is. Uh, I think she's the favorite.
2: Uh, she also came in second last year, so that's a good choice.
0: I think I'm gonna pick um, my MPO winner, and I'm just kind of thinking over under of like s- the safest bet. I'm gonna go. Why not Calvin Heimburg and say he's probably not gonna come outside of third place? So. That's true. That is a good. Uh, Heimburg extraordinaire. I'm Suckers gonna left either the winner to me. I see. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm gonna either lose everything or win, but I'm gonna pick Katrina Allen, who has not played particularly well.
0: It's true, but when she's on, mean. she's better than everyone yeah, else. <laughs> so. And she won Katri- last year, so yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right, wait. Back to me already? How about that? Yeah back to me well what do we do top 35 top 35 for MPO
2: 35
1: yeah unfortunate once again <laughs> unfortunate once again as our as our th- like the two shoe-ins to do well at this tournament that were outside the top 35 just last week both just hopped into the top 35 <laughs> unreal Chris Clemens and Andrew Marweed, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> um, as you can see, you guys left me uh my pick of the lot for
2: MPO winner, so I'm gonna
1: try to pick MPO dog before I mean, you guys.
0: There's a lot of good MPO <laughs> that's
1: true.
2: winners out there. <laughs> yeah, but he can just pick that last because we've both yes, picked our MPO yeah, winner. So I implement that strategy. You 'Cause it really does chart. come down to the MPO doc of the week. <laughs> it does. It really is what it comes down to.
1: Dude, I don't know who to take here. Except that I don't. <laughs> There's so I, I and I don't want to reveal any of my strategy, but I can't even freaking find him, so he's got no there he is, frick, dude. He oh my gosh, okay. All right, I may have to pivot away from this whole plan. I I am going to take, just to kick the can down the road, Isaac Robinson to win MPO. <laughs> wow.
0: Well. Nice. Great pick. Surprise, surprise. Great pick. All right, Luke. All right, so Frick, dude, this is perfect. I'm going to go FPO dog of the week, and I'm going to say Valerie Mandahano. She is currently sitting at 19th in the U.S. world rankings. Dang. I think she had like a bad showing, or something. But then she's I had mean, a couple she bad. Kind of got back on track, and yeah, I think that's I think that's a sneaky. She's outside the top 15.
1: That's true. All you Josie.
0: Uh, I'm gonna go
2: Alexis Mandahano <laughs> as my FP, <laughs> FPO dog of the week. Good pick. Good pick. <laughs> And I think that's who me and Reed picked last week for our FPO Dogs of the Week, actually. Really? Yeah, I think we picked Valerie and Alexis. That's
1: Interesting. Really Back to me then, eh? <laughs> As always. I have
2: so many good options for MPO Dog, I just don't know which one to go with. I have like four that I think could do all right.
1: Okay. I'm putting all my eggs in one basket. <laughs> and Even that what basket. What say about doing that? And that basket is from Lawrenceville, Georgia. Give me Ezra Robinson.
0: As your. He's still outside the, the, the top. Isn't he? Yeah, yeah there's, no, there's way. no shot. No, he's number 22. Yeah, 22. What? He was
1: in like the 50s last week.
2: <laughs> no, it was he was in the fifties last spot. year.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, he jumped up from twenty seventh to twenty two. Dude,
1: he, was, he was, was my the, safe play. All right, fine, fine, <laughs> fine. Give me. He's above Alden. Give me. Give me. Give me.
0: Dude, I'm pretty sure Greg one of our podcasts. Barsby. Oh, Greg Sparsby is a good pick. One of our podcasts definitely Cole Radalyn. Like this year, one of our podcasts Cole Radalyn was my dog of the week. 100 <laughs> percent i don't remember which week i would it believe was, that but i know actually i think it might have been going it was going into champions cup i called him the dog of the week and now he's number eight in the world
1: yeah dude the u-disc rankings are absolutely absurd they're so dumb <laughs> like the fact that you can just win an event and all of a sudden you're just the best in the world is just so stupid but anyway <laughs> Yeah. Not my yeah. pick now.
2: Somebody I else. remember cuz I yeah, think that I f- lost me. I found it. It was that lost it was April Champions 17th. Cup. Yeah. It was April 17th like, cuz I have all the history of this, but yeah, MPO Dog of the week was Luke. <laughs> That's so That's funny. Super funny. And my exactly. MPO dog of the week that week was Ezra Robinson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> look at all. Look at our underdogs of the week becoming all of our the, underdogs the big are... boys. That's funny. That's true. Who's that? Is it? Is it? Whose turn is it? I lost. It's yours. It's yours. It's my yeah. turn. So I have FPO winner and MPO and dog MPO still. Dog. I Feel like there's just so many people for MPO. I'm gonna say my FPO winner. Did nobody said own Scoggins yet? Did they?
2: <laughs> no, they did not. Sweet. Take an own. All right. I am going out on... Oh, wait. What? Uh, Casey White? Yeah. Sure. We'll do that.
1: That's believes in the Casey.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude went up... Uh, <laughs> where is it? Hang on. He went up 41 spots <laughs> in the UDIS world. Break. That is so crazy. <laughs> 41.
1: All right. With my FPO dog of the week... Is it my turn? It's Josie's turn.
2: Yeah, it is. It's yours. Oh,
1: I, you, just oh, I just yeah, picked you just White. Okay, I'll take. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna take Macy Vela Diaz. She uh, she did well last year. Not as good she as Alexis Mandojano, who I wanted, but
0: uh, Macy it's did It's actually really funny because
2: well, so. I almost picked Macy. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah um, all right. I think she could be. She could. So she my. Last pick, yeah. I picked Macy Veladias yeah. once and she failed me, so never again. No, That's true. <laughs> she's done really good <laughs> wow. this year. Never again. Um, you also
2: picked uh, Lucky once, yeah, that worked on out the well, recommendation
0: of some people that I no longer trust, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Have I um, ever won this game? Why are you listening to me? <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>.
2: <laughs> I have literally um, never won this yeah, game. Yeah, we've she we have literally now came in like last Anna. place.
0: <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. I said it in today's video that we released. In Nico, we trust. He is number thirty-nine in the world. Go, Nico Lacastro, for my dog of the week. <laughs> Dang, Nico, let's go. And we need a prize. Um, trying to think. Luke just some... likes to win his own discs. Yeah. So well, I've only won once, I think, or twice. Once. Um, we did just we'll get a Kyle Klein the Vanguard. But I That's don't true. even know if I want to. Like, I kind of just want to keep the Vanguard just got that in you put in a lot of work to get that <laughs> vanguard i feel like I true. um <laughs> yeah let me think we also have all that latitude 64 stuff we do have the uh the moonshine orbit felon but josiah is not about the overstable stuff anymore
2: <laughs> no nah, that's okay
0: um, we can do the F7 because that's definitely not going <laughs> to win the giveaway. There were some people saying F7. Uh, for those of really? you who don't know, go check out our latest video. We are doing a giveaway in it. Um, we're giving away a couple of discs. Yeah, there are people. There's a ton of people saying Paradox, even though I said literally the Paradox is not up for grabs. <laughs> <laughs> the paradox is literally out straight out of my bag, people. Leave me alone. <laughs> That's my disc. Yes. Um we did just get Bearbite just sent us his disc. Do you guys know who Bearbite disc ice yeah. He's the he's thumber, thumber. He's the thummer tilt guy. He's got like oh. yeah, he's got a good Instagram following. No way. So this disc yeah. is literally it's three D printed and it's fully designed to be thrown upside down. <laughs> interesting <laughs> like interesting. the stamp the design is on the bottom it is like it feels more overstable than a tilt and if you throw it on a thumber it just throws it just flies like a normal disc <laughs> and that's about time to do a for. stress test yeah <laughs> it is interesting <laughs> that it's 3d printed um we'll have to try it out make some instagram videos with it we could put that up for grabs the bear bite disc
2: yeah it looks cool let's Let's pick a more overstable disc. (laughs) Well, that (laughs) one at least it's like comically
0: overstable. (laughs) Uh, We don't get many understable discs anymore. (laughs) I don't know why. There's got to be some stuff
1: from the Lat 64 box we could do. I
0: mean, we have starter set stuff. We got (laughs) Supreme stuff. There's Supreme Escape in there, isn't there? I think there's an Escape. I don't know if
1: it's Supreme. It's Supreme. I think I saw it yesterday. Let's do
0: unless we gave it away as a CTP prize, but I'm pretty sure we still have it. I'm pretty we sure that. we still have it. We can do the Supreme Escape. Is the is the prize disc? There you go, Josiah. That's only that's not, that Perfect. shouldn't be too bad for you.
2: <laughs> I uh, Except so when I win, I know. <laughs> but random fact: I've been doing a lot of field work because I like have to completely redo my bag now. And I literally threw five discs that flew pretty different for me in Georgia. And I just realized they all have the exact same flight for me now. And I was like, there, there's literally no point. And I'm like, I don't know which four to get rid of because I actually like like the feel and the look of all of them. So it's like, well, now what do I do? So, Which is funny because they actually all have different flight numbers technically, but they all seem to fly almost identical for me here. It's weird.
1: Interesting. That's interesting. Luke was just yeah. talking about a video idea that would help you with that where we like <laughs> take a specific slot in Luke's bag or my bag that is oversaturated and we we enter like a new competitor that we just reviewed or something and we see of all the discs in this like we whittle it down to one like based on Mm -hmm. pure performance in like a round of disc golf like which disc is actually flying the best and we just throw the rest of them in the trash not literally (laughs) but metaphorically
2: yeah yeah
0: jesse if you're listening it's
1: very metaphorical very
0: very. (laughs) (laughs) uh yes (laughs) yes It's probably be for the review channel. I think it'd be good, good video. Um, I'm down. In
2: other, I'm just
0: excited for Luke to get out here and just see how overstable some yeah, stuff is. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm super excited. I know I need to get up there. Um, I guess before we talk about UDisc, disk, we can talk about the other very important tournament that happened this week, and that is the uh, Weird Flex and Weird Flex 2.0. We held the tournament on Monday we experimented you want to tell them a little bit about that experiment josiah yeah
2: it's something that i haven't seen before but coming from the concept of flex start tournaments which are becoming very popular just in general i think across the country now um but there have been so many times where us swanky guys will do a flex start finish our rounds, and be like man i wish i could redo that round Um, or play another one or sign up again and so we did that we had two tournaments the same day one in the morning one in the afternoon same course same layout um same everything the only difference was that you could register for two different tournaments and you basically get two rated rounds in the same day so uh a lot of people played both tournaments which was super cool to see um shout out to matt dollar for sweeping the mpo field and Uh, taking all of the money Um, but it was just super unique to be able to play around and if you didn't like it be able to say no i want another one and you have basically a shot at redemption in a either somewhat similar or somewhat different field but still the same layout and you basically get another shot at redemption
1: Yes. Yeah, it was like the ultimate flexibility too, because in a two-round shotgun start, you have your whole day taken up. You have to play mm-hmm. two rounds, or you have to play no rounds. You c- c- you could play with ours. You can play one or the other. You could cram both into like a uh, four-hour window if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, so and a lot it was of people just did. Just like a lot of a lot of flexibility. We had a lot of people sign up day of which was really fun to see so yeah it's just it's a really flexible format
0: yeah i thought yeah i got a lot of people who were really confused about it beforehand but afterwards they were like this is nice like anybody who wants to play two rounds can if you can't uh you still get to play at the tournament it's not like you're just out of it yeah uh the only bummer was that the last (laughs) four or five four cards or so were rained out we had an insane lightning thunderstorm lightning literally struck like 50 feet away from us and blew up a transformer while people were playing it was great it was all sorts of crazy the rain eventually settled down and we sent out the last like couple of cards because it there was a break in the rain and then like 30 minutes later while they were out in the middle of the course it was like absolute hurricane weather storm <laughs> and like i mean it was it look it was like pitch black too because of how many how thick and dark the clouds were it was insane and all of them dnf'd <laughs> so like there were <laughs> I, I think that. there were three cards there were three cards that we sent out and all of them were like we're not playing anymore <laughs> understandably yep. so so i'm yep. sorry about that um that's tough I played a five-disc tournament for a video in the afternoon. Yes, it was um, rough. It was a lot of fun. Reed, did you play in the morning? (laughs) No, No, I I I I didn't get to play in the morning. Bummer. Well, me and Will played in the morning. I think Will shot one over. And this course is hard. I think some people see, if you just look at the videos or the footage on the like footage not video footage foot the foot's the amount of feet <laughs> that the hole is the distance um, it doesn't seem like a super hard course but you have to understand that like honestly even in my video I didn't take any super devastating kicks but super devastating kicks happen out here all the time yeah. like one bad mm-hmm. kick is like a guaranteed double bogey <laughs> there are so many small little trees uh will shot one over and it was over 900 rated that's like what this course is doing to people i shot three over and it was 890 rated um my first round and the second round i mean the mpo winner matt dollar who's like a baller shot seven down in the second round it's not it's a it's a tough course um i shot five over with the five disc set so, Which is yeah. unbelievable. I think that's a pop off, honestly. I th- the <laughs> issue uh, if you that's the thing is like if you watch the video, it sucks because I shanked quite a few shots, I missed quite a few putts, um, but I did not take any like insane kicks into the woods, <laughs> and that's a huge win at Little Mulberry Park. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, there were MPO players out there who shot like between five and eight over par because if you like yeah. one hole. I mean, on one hole, you'll take like a quad bogey. And then after that, you're just, your mental game, you're like done. It's like, my round is completely over. (laughs) Little Mulberry will, like, it's super scoreable. Every single hole is a birdie, like birdie op. But it will also steal your lunch so fast. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Ton of fun. Yeah, yeah, dude. I I mean,
1: I think that, like, the video, like, people could see it and be like, or see your scorecard and be like, oh, man, he just did a great job of managing par on the back nine. Because, like, what, you were, like, six over on the front or something or five over on the front and even on Six over through ten. Six over through ten. And so, like, to stay so clean after that. But you actually had so many birdie putts. Like, so you were putting <laughs> yeah, it's yourself really in embarrassing. such no, it's because <laughs> really only not, got one birdie. You were, <laughs> yeah, you, you were putting with a but new with discs putter. You've never but, used, like, yeah, with these discs, you were putting yourself in position so on a tough course. Like, really, I know you say every hole is a birdie opportunity, but every hole is a bogey opportunity. And yes, that's some what, of these that's holes are bad. really tough, like, 16. Four and five and I showed you how yeah. tough seven is. I showed you <laughs> firsthand how tough seven is. Yeah. Uh,
0: so. Yeah, yeah. I and think Luke, a whole person, hole sixteen and or whole fifteen and sixteen, it does not matter what your score is going into hole fifteen and sixteen. Like, if you don't if you don't pull it together for those two holes, like your entire tournament depends on those two holes. No matter how good you're doing, oh, it's awful. Definitely. Um, also, Luke, you shot above your rating
2: in the second round. Yeah, so my like, rating right now is like,
0: eight sixty, but it's literally dropped thirty points because of these stupid videos these that we keep yeah. doing. <laughs> Which is fine. I don't care. I'll be an MA two for yeah, the rest bet- of my life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but between these two <laughs> tournaments, we'll uh, you'll you'll be up up some rating points after these. Yeah, tournaments. Yeah, that's, that's true.
0: Sure. That's true. I so. what I really want to do is like go to Yehula and just like grind buzz only rounds and try and like win a tournament at yuhula with a buzz. And that way the, vi- the title of the video can be like, I won a tournament with one disc and literally just yeah. like keep trying over and over until I do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then post the video and then
0: post the video. Yeah. Or I don't know, man, like I feel cause I've genuinely feel like I throw the buzz in the zone on almost every hole and especially now that there's not the whole 4 over the road like or yeah whole th- 3 over the road whole 4 whole 3 over the road um yeah, used, at Yohula. I feel like I could four. I feel like I could shoot a cheeky 7 or 8 under with just a buzz if I execute everything <laughs> dude you could do better than that
1: Loki. but uh I don't think there's a single shot on this entire hole or that entire course now that requires a driver yes no literally so you could definitely maybe eight, make it work
0: i could i could play for par on eight and go for all the other ones <laughs> maybe wait eight. Oh yeah and,
1: and nine. then 18 you'd play or 17 you'd play for par but yeah you could defi- you could definitely win a tournament out there. And dude, your rating is low enough that you could do it in
0: MA3. I could technically, mm-hmm. I could def- I could easily play MA3. There were two, you could technically, there were two people MA3. 920 rated basically playing MA2 this past weekend, which you're allowed to. So it is yeah. what it is. Not gonna complain. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I literally Shit. got off the course and somebody saw me with the five discs. It was this older guy, and he's like. Did you just play with those five discs? I was like, yeah, it was like for a video, just a fun little thing. And he asked me how I was shot, and I told him, he's like, dude, that is so good. I was like, I really appreciate you saying that, man, because you have no idea <laughs> how <laughs> roasted I am about to be. Um, so thanks. <laughs> but yeah, if you yeah, haven't did, seen that I mean, video yet, great. go check it out and you could win a disc because, yeah, it shot even on the back nine, which felt good. You're insane. (laughs) And so yeah. The real uh hot button issue, U Disc doubling its price. I mean, it's still not substantial if you think about it. Uh thirty dollars a year. They say that's two fifty per month. Uh runs through February twenty twenty your current membership runs through February twenty second of twenty twenty four. So be prepared. Um, This says, if you choose not to extend your Disc Pro membership, you will no longer be able to view your lifetime scorecards and statistics. However, you can continue to keep score as much as you want, as we've removed the 10 scorecard limit for free accounts. And as always, you'll still be able to explore the world's largest disc golf course directory, create wish lists, receive a monthly progress report, and use a variety of practice tools. So they wait, did remove wait, the what? They removed the ten scorecard limit for free accounts. So that's unlimited now. It's unlimited, but you don't get. They disappear after a certain amount of time. You don't get like uh. your scorecards. It says uh, you can no longer view your lifetime scorecards. So it's only going to save a certain amount. Which the only thing that that makes me wonder is I feel like one big thing that you just did awesome was the fact that they like put a pin in every course that you've played. If they keep if for free, I can get the course I've put pl- like the pin in the course I've played and it stays there. And also I have unlimited scorecards. There's zero reason for me to go pro. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what the incentive is to go pro. I'll have to try and find... There's got to be a list of, like, what it includes. But, yeah. What do you guys think? Is it worth it? Is it a bad move?
2: I don't think it's a bad move by any means. I... Honestly, you said February 22nd. Is that when everybody gets reset? Because my trial technically just said that it reset and it's till uh, August of 2024. So... Based on the assumption I just that read a Reddit any... post, so I don't know. Maybe it was talking yeah, to yeah. a specific user, but it, uh, yeah. it might. Nah, I don't know. But maybe, maybe it implements at that point, and anybody who either has an account or a trial starting after that becomes $30, but anybody who still has it. I think they just gave a super big heads up that they were raising the price, um, which is smart. And I mean, <laughs> from my perspective, I don't hate it um will i continue paying for it i don't know because i don't have to worry about that for a long while um they also made some options for people to get a discount if they pay through the website which i think is just trying to avoid the 30 percent apple subscription fees that <laughs> apple takes um which is smart you know yep. to have them do it that way so uh and honestly i if i remember correctly i think i've been paying 15 dollars a year since
0: i got it is that correct Probably <laughs> for like I the think. last four years. It, there used to be a discount for when you had a PDGA yeah, thing, right? I don't, know, I don't think they still have that.
2: I don't think they do either. But I mean, in terms of the economy, I'm not surprised, and it's it's not a bad thing by any means. Um, I think it'll be good for them because it'll probably help them fund things that they might need to do. So, um, and it is a good program. I just don't know if i'll even continue to use like it to me right now it doesn't seem that big of a deal for me to be like oh no i'm not going to use it so i i mean
0: in all honesty i'm probably just going to continue i'm looking at something that said i'm looking at something from 2018 that says free udisk pro subscription for current pdga members it says december 29th of 2018 so I believe I that. Think it that was, was before per, I got it. Used it. to be like
1: three dollars or something, and then it was like, like it was yeah, so three cheap. or five
0: dollars, and then they just did away with that entirely. I'm curious if maybe U Disk is. I don't know if this is the move of a company that's like hurting for money or anything like that, but uh, it makes sense. I think it's worth thirty dollars a month. There's just generally a you know business mindset of like charging either more for something where the product hasn't changed or charging for something where it was free before is usually not going to settle well with users. So I don't know if they're changing it enough is my thing to like, is it it, like, maybe it was an error on their part to charge so little for it at the beginning, but to charge, to double the price, is it, is U Disk Pro getting twice as good? Is it improving twofold or a hundred percent? I don't think it is. Well, personally. and they've they've
1: <laughs> decreased the gap too high between a like a free subscription and a pro subscription now. Like if you don't need to have a pro subscription to keep score during a round, that's ninety percent of what disc golfers need. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. That is what 90% of disc golfers need because yes. the, there's 10% that want to keep track of their scores forever. And But, like, if you have a particularly hot round, screenshot it, you know? You remember <laughs> it forever. Like, but, I mean, I, I'm doing that anyway because I'm like, oh, I shot really hot. I'm sharing it with, with you guys, you know, whatever. Like, if I have something crazy happens... But I mean, yeah, I could be wrong,
0: but what I'm looking at as the only difference between the free version and the pro version is that you get to, like I said, you get to see all of them. I think you get more statistics potentially, or maybe it's just saying you get more statistics because it'll keep track of all your lifetime things and you get your name on the leaderboard. Um, and is some the course leader, like the course leaderboard, and that might be yeah. big for some people, but for 90% of the players who aren't trying to get on the leaderboard, it's probably not a huge deal. I don't know. Um, this says see real-time course traffic. I don't know if you just can't do that on the free version. Keep score on your watch. <laughs> uh, hook your Apple watch ups. So, yeah. that is it worth $30? Yes. Will I pay $30? Yes, probably, just to support Udisk and uh but like if a better thing comes along for free you know it's capitalism so i'm probably going to use that um <laughs> I, like the yeah, the I mean. main reason i use udisc is the little pins that are on the map cuz it's cool to like look at the map and see all the different places you've played disc golf and That's then true. unlimited cards uh, we were talking before saying we really don't use U- i don't use udisc unless it's my first time playing a course or if i'm playing a tournament really and there's like udisc live scoring um i know other that i think we might be in the minority on that i think a lot of people are still trying to push for their personal records and stuff like that but once you play once you get really deep into the tournament scene and i could be wrong maybe this is just us but i feel like when you get really deep into the tournament scene you stop keeping score as much on practice rounds and you start using practice rounds more to just like practice your shots
2: yeah
1: yeah, I mean, I think it's like you know, if you play enough tournaments and you play enough practice rounds, you recognize that there's two different players in you. And the one that matters is playing tournaments. You know what I mean? Yes, so it's yeah. kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, I shot seven under at Little Mulberry Park. Was it rated? No, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I putt completely different. The pressure is completely different. It really and is. I, yeah. I cave to that pressure quite frequently. So it's like... So, yeah, UDisc kind of just stopped happening because I realized that I personally stopped caring what I was shooting during
2: practice rounds. Now, I will say I definitely don't keep track uh, during practice rounds, but if I ever play a new course, I pull out UDisc. Oh, Everybody's absolutely. On. Because I'm like, I have to know and like just not only just to see the course, but I'm like curious to see what my like total score is. So, yeah, um, if it's a course I've played, you know, a hundred times, um, I'm, I definitely don't. But it is it is nice to have it for like new courses and uh, honestly just for finding courses. But I don't think you need the pro subscription for that. So
0: yeah, that's the thing. I think it's totally worth thirty dollars, all of it. Like I think if they just didn't have a free feature, it'd be worth mm-hmm. thirty dollars a year. Like, or if they didn't even say thirty, they should just say two dollars a month, and everyone's gonna be like, oh yeah, that's literally nothing. Uh, which I think they advertise yeah. that, but it's. I, I think this yeah. is a
1: puzzling move. From Udisk, yes, because yeah. if they had left it how it was, where there's a card limit for the free version and it's $15 a month for the pro unlimited yeah. cards. Like, that
0: just makes sense.
1: That, that, that <laughs> just, ma- yeah. It, well, it does make sense. And I feel like they make more money that way.
0: Yeah. Because
1: yep. unless there's this, like, this, I don't know, apathy among disc golfers and they're just going to be like, ah, I don't use disc all that much, but I'm not going to switch it just because of a price increase. Like if there's just people not paying attention and they're getting those dollars, that could be the case for a while. But as far as new subscriptions goes, $15 is extremely accessible one-time purchase and $30 is a less accessible one-time purchase.
0: That's true. I you know feel like I you'll mean? get a lot of especially younger kids or people like that who are like, "Hey, it's just a $15 one-time purchase," like, yeah, like you mentioned. The diff- it's really not that much, but if you look at it at face value, I don't know. Yeah, like I I would walk into a store if I'm walking into freaking, you know, Subway, I spend $15, I'm like, "All right, you know, whatever." But if I walk into a subway and I'm spending $30, I'm like, holy crap. That's the most insane amount of money I've ever spent in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you sound like me when I go to Chick-fil-A. Yeah, literally. It's a small difference. But in my mind, I'm like, that's freaking insane. No, it's super worth it. But it's, yeah, I'm not mad at it. I'm very confused at the business move. Like, I'm curious if they think they're going to just retain 100% of their pro users Is maybe they're like, or maybe they're thinking they're going to. There's no way they think that. They think they're going to maintain enough percentage of their pro users and and I guess gain enough new pro users to make a profit, of course. But like, I feel like the amount of people that are now just going to go free since you have unlimited scorecards is going to be. Yeah, they made free
1: too good. That's the biggest problem. They made pro too
0: expensive and they made free
2: too good. But also, I think one, it doesn't happen for a long time um, like six months. And then two, they would, if they double the price, they only have to lose, you know, 49% of pro users to make a profit. And I'm pretty confident they're not going to lose 49% of pro users. I think they'll lose some, but I think it's going to be, you know, people who are actually noticing or making a big deal about it. Um, and I mean, like here, I feel pretty confident that most of the guys I play w- league with every week are all gonna, you know, just be like, "All right, you know, that's what I got to do." So,
0: yeah, I'm curious. I think, like, I I think I would agree and say they probably won't, but I think they could. I think it's in the realm of possibility they could. Yes, that it is for sure that that happens. <laughs> I think I,
1: I think like if, just for example, like I I am in the top like probably ten percent or more as far as like disc golf addicts like i'm completely addicted to the game like i play all the time we talk about it constantly we we sort of do it for a living almost
2: (laughs) and and
1: and i am probably not going to renew like i just don't see the value with the free version the way it is i don't need to track it like so so with that being said like i i love you disc and you know, if I were to renew, it would strictly be to support them and support what they do with Udisc Live. Although I kind of feel like that's probably subsidized by the Pro Tour. Um, but regardless, like they do great work. I love the company. But me as a as an upper end level, like disc golf user, like of the product, I don't think I will renew. So, that's just, I mean, like, maybe they will keep 50%, and maybe it is a good business decision. I'm sure they've done research, but just, like, for me, I don't know, you know, like, Shark Tank, like, I'm out, you
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I just have to find awesome. out if you keep your little basket pins on the course you've played, because <laughs> that's... <laughs> it's worth $30, yeah, <laughs> it's worth It's worth $30. When, yeah, we travel a lot, and so, like, it's cool to see. It's like back in the Pokemon Go days when I played Pokemon Go. I like to see all the different – like I had the European Pokemon or whatever. Uh, that's besides the point. but Good times. Good times. Yeah, because if a part of your lifetime rounds disappearing means those little pins start dropping, that would be sad. But I don't think it does because those only just – they're only on there once. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Uh, let us know what you guys think. Hit us up on Instagram or literally any social media out there. We're there, at Swanky Disc Golf. Thank you guys so much for listening. I think we're going to close it out here. Uh, and, yeah, we will catch you later. See you in the next one. Not really, because <laughs> it's not how that works, podcast. There's no video either, so no one will be seeing anyone. <laughs> but true. hopefully we'll see. We'll catch you later. (laughs) (laughs) Stay swanky.